he's back. Lester Forbes. It's Downforce Debrief. Controversial talked about show on Downforce Radio. It's Downforce Debrief. Yay! On tonight's show, we've got a packed, packed show tonight. We're going to be talking about the British Touring Car Championship, the MSA Formula Championship, and uh, Formula E, which happened at the weekend. We're going to be talking British superbikes with our own resident bike expert, Andre Harrison. It's British GT. They had a couple of races today on the uh, on the Easter Monday, uh, plus interviews with Lando Norris, who had his first ever single-seater races at the weekend, and... He won two of the three races that he was competing in. Plus, we'll have Jack Harvey from Indie Lights, a uh, recorded interview that I did a couple of days ago with him, and, uh, and also previewing some racing that's happening next week as well. A full two hours of non-stop motorsport talk for you. And joining us tonight are our expert panellists, Vicky Selwyn. Hi, Vicky. Good evening, Lester. Andre Harrison. First time on. Good evening, everybody. Is it really your first time on Debrief? It is indeed. I, I'm a rookie. They're breaking me in gently. You're a Debrief virgin, then. <laughs> hey! Uh, ben McPhillips is an old hand at this. Hi, Ben. Evening. Dom Mottram. Hello, Dom. Oh, hi, hi. And uh, joining us once again, it is Scott Woodwiss. Hello. Excellent. So I'll just uh, briefly ask everybody then. I want uh, nice, short and sweet answers, really, um, from uh, from everybody that was involved in some sort of motorsport, whether you were watching it at the track, commentating on it, uh, or not even involved with it, um, trying to come up with a good answer. Vicky, what was your highlight of the motorsport weekend? Oh, I'm going to be terrible at this. I've, I've been playing catch-up the whole time for um, having set impossible... Did you, did you watch anything? I had a bit of catch up on Formula E, which next, is my next. which is my favourite casual uh, drop in and out of uh, motorsport. But I think that's a, that's appealing for it. So um, I don't know if it's a highlight. It's just a weird uh, viewpoint, I suppose. But yeah, Nelson Piquet Jr. doing a thing that didn't make people really angry. Uh, yeah. That's my highlight <laughs> of the weekend. Do we like Do we like Piquet Jr.? I don't. Yeah. I'm just neutral now. I mean, I think it's been long enough that we should probably try and forgive and forget about various um, that thing. Formula One shenanigans <clears throat> that may have happened. Um, we should really move on. I mean, Romain Grosjean was driving in that sort of era for Renault and was useless and had silly floppy hair. Um, and now I'm a huge fan of him. So I'm, I'm trying to give people second chances and everything. And so it's kind of nice in a weird way to see him uh, getting this victory in a sport that is proving very popular for even the sort of F1 reject. So, um, I don't know, I think it was cool to see him win um, and see a few people's opinion um, fluctuate, let's say. Well, we will be talking more in depth about the uh, Formula E race and uh, the championship as well later on in this hour. And uh, Andre Harrison, uh, what was your highlight of the weekend? Um, I would have taken a page out of Vicky's book and say the surprise of Nelson Piquet Jr. And I guess the subtle irony that he won mostly off the safety car as his teammate crashed into the wall. There's a, there's a, there's a joke there somewhere. But um, I also want to give a shout out to Dan Linfoot in the British Superbike Championship as well. I think surprising everybody 
by ending the first round of the championship, which was this afternoon at Donington Park. Second in the championship um, with a second and a fourth place. I think a lot of people are expecting the usual uh, maybe big three of uh, Shaky, um, Josh Brooks, and uh, Rinichi Kianari up there at the top. But no, it turns out it was Dan Linford. So I want to give, I want to give some props to, to Danny Linford on that one. And we will be uh, once again discussing the uh, the British Superbike Championship in more depth in the second hour here on uh, here on debrief this evening. Ben McPhillips, Big Mac, what was your highlight so far? Gotta go with the battle between Gordon Shedden, Gordon Shedden and Andy Prio in race two of the touring cars. Obviously, the photo finish was kind of the main, most memorable aspect of that fight, but the whole race between them was excellent. Fantastic. And uh, yes, again, uh, touring car talk. Later on, we'll be having a, a full debrief on all the three races, including some controversy um, involving Rob Austin. You probably already know what it is, uh, but we'll talk in more depth about that later. Dom, did you manage to catch anything? I know you've been sort of working over this Easter <laughs> holiday, but uh, did you manage to see anything? And, and what, what's been your highlight if you did? I've been trying to catch up with literally everything. As, as you say, it's been a tremendously busy week um, and weekend and bank holiday. It's all been chaos. Um, for me, after, above everything else, the fact that Lando Norris just rocked up and just went bang and just put his cards on the table early doors and went, yes, I'm going to have a blooming good go at this. Fair play to him. And to go out there in the first race and just go, yep, I'm going to win that. Um, and then in like the third race, go, yeah, I'm going to win that and get a fastest lap. I, I think it, it's going to be it's going to be astonishing watching his progression. Absolutely astonishing, given what we've just seen. We will have Lando Norris here on the show live uh, in just minutes. So if you just tuned in, little Lando Norris. Oh, sorry, I keep mentioning that fact. That I was, I was, anyway, don't mention the war. Um, so, yeah, um, Lando will be here in the next few minutes. And uh, Scott... Um, what would you say your highlight of the weekend was? Um, well, if we're considering off track, it was the fact that somebody decided it was a good idea to allow me to stick myself in front of a TV camera and do some presenting. So uh, that wasn't uh, too bad. Making um, your was... TV debut. Yes. What championship was that? <laughs> that Woo! was the Hot Tracks Motorcycle Club Championships at the magnificent uh, uh, Cabwell Park. First time at Cabwell Park for myself. And what a circuit it is. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun day. Had a three-hour endurance race for the bikes and uh, several different championships. It's good to do that. So, and off the back of that, I've got three more on the way later on this year, including another hot tracks on the confirmed today at Donington, which is pretty good. So, uh, good to see. Uh, away from that, uh, British Touring Cars was obviously a main attraction. Uh, I watched the first two races. Brilliant battle, as we, as uh, Ben said, for the uh, battle between Prio and Shedden. Also, caught a little bit over today. And over the weekend, we like to Formula E. I mean, McNelson Pico proving he's not just good at Global Rally Cross, he can still drive a single seater. Uh, also, catching up with the GTs today, British, and uh, also the Blanc Pan series as well. Uh, plenty of action going on this weekend. Also, good support action from the new MSA Formula and from the new Genetic Juice, which have now sprouted rear wings. So, quite good to see. But yeah, I think it wasn't a, wasn't a bad weekend's motorsport, of weekend's racing and motorsport after all, I don't think. Sounds like maybe you've had the uh, the most interesting um, out of all of us. Um, not to uh, do anyone else down, but uh, yeah, making your TV debut, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's something that I was been working towards. For, uh, basically, I said to myself at the start of the year, I wanted to get at least, at least one TV job. If I got one paid or unpaid, then I'd be satisfied. And heck, there you go. It's like, like, like buses, you wait for one and four come along at once. So yeah, happy days. 
Fantastic stuff. Any idea when we can actually uh, see you on the uh, on the on the telly? I guess it's on. It'll be on motors, will it? Yeah, the coverage will be on motors. Uh, the first, it'll be the first of three programmes. The first one, which will be the three-hour endurance race, that'll be, I think it's either May the 7th or May the 8th. It's one of those two days, but it'll be on motors. Uh, and then the other two championships, which will be for the power bikes and power stocks, and then the super bikes and super stocks, I think they'll be one day after another, I think around the end of May. So uh, three separate programmes, and then it will be, the next ones I've got lined up, it will be then Mazda MX-5 and MX-5 Super Cup at Castle Coombe. Uh, potential date also to go to Zandvoort, I think it's Porsches, and then another hot track one later on in August at Donington Park on the Bank Holiday Monday. So yeah, fun stuff. Fantastic. Do keep us uh, do keep us up to date with, uh, with reminders again, more, more nearer the time, so we can actually uh, record it and uh, and watch you. Yeah, we'll do. Excellent. Um, British touring car chat is coming up uh, very very shortly, but one thing that I really had my eye on all throughout the preseason and uh, for much of uh, last season, as soon as it was announced, is the brand new MSA formula. Unfortunately, ITV, um, for various reasons, didn't show most of the races. They showed race two. Um, but race one and race three is... Uh, I guess they'll show it later. Um, however, um, one young man has made his single-seater debut this weekend, and it's fair to say he did pretty well. It's the world karting champion... An MSA Formula driver with Carlin this year. Please welcome onto Downforce Debrief tonight, Lando Norris. Hi, Lando. Hello. Yeah, it's fair to say you've had a good Easter. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you know, winning two two of the three races in the in the first weekend of um, MSA Formula. Um, yeah, and the first race of MSA Formula itself. Um, yeah, I think really really good weekend. Yeah, you're in the record books now, uh, Lando, because you, you're the first ever winner. You won race one on the on the Saturday, was it? Uh, yeah, so starting from second on race one, um, managed to get the, the jump on the leader at the start. Um, and yeah, kind of control it from from the start. Um, yeah, and you know, pick up pick up the first ever win. And yeah, you won that from uh, Daniel Tictum and people following. Uh, following karting from the past few years, we'll know that name and yourself as well. Um, race two on the Sunday, uh, the one that was aired on ITV. Just talk us through from your perspective what happened in race two. Um, well, basically, you you're allowed six set uh, six new tires of the slick tire, um, and obviously it was a it was a wet qualifying. Um, but race one, obviously, everyone used the the four new slick tires um and then in race two you could choose whether to choose you could choose whether to go on the two new tires that you had spare or you could run on the old and wait till race three where you could use the two new tires um and probably about 90 percent of the grid used the the two new tires in race two so I was at a slight disadvantage. Um, yeah, I just I had less grip than most people, so I didn't drive to to the best standards, um, which I kind of needed to in that race. I needed to maximise it as much as possible. But yeah, kind of a bit of everything really. Um, but the team did the best job they could. I just kind of uh, let them down slightly. I, th I think you've been a bit hard on yourself, uh, to be honest, Lando, because winning two out of your first three single-seater races, that is impressive. And you came back on the uh, Sunday afternoon 
uh, to uh, it's fair to say pretty pretty much boss the third and final race, and you beat James Paul. Oh yeah, so yeah, I think uh, I might be a bit harsh, but <laughs> I need, I need to improve as much as possible for the for the upcoming races this season. Um, and yeah, so final race, obviously, then I managed to have my my two new tyres that I kept. Um, so everyone pretty much around me, apart from one driver, uh, was on the old tyres. Um, so I had an advantage straight away over over the rest of them. Um, but yeah, didn't have the best of starts, dropped down to second. Um, had a, a couple of safety cars. Um, and on the second safety car, I managed to to catch out the leader slightly, um, James Paul. Um, he half defended into turn one. Uh, and I got the switch back on the exit. Um, managed to have the inside line for turn two. Um, yeah, and you know, as soon as I, I did that, I had to defend for the next couple of corners. Um, and then kind of had to chillax a bit. Uh, calm down, um, and yeah, try and put some fast laps in. Well, yeah, you did the uh, a total clean sweep as well. You got uh, fastest lap, you got pole position, fastest lap, and the race win. So uh, from from that point of view, Lando, you, you couldn't really have done any more. Um, no. So yeah, well, last race I couldn't have done much more to be honest. Um, like you said, having pole position, the fastest lap, and the win. Um. But yeah, could have done a bit better in in the second race, um, and yeah. But overall, I think I think it was a really good weekend, um, not only for me but the team as well. Um, yeah, I think we all did the the best job possible. Is that part of how you motivate yourself, Lando? You 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 sort of over scrutinise, you know, bits of races where maybe you could have done a bit better. I mean, not everybody, not every driver, has you know a perfect race. I, some drivers will never have a perfect race but is that sort of does that help you sort of motivate and push yourself to bolt to, to be better next time um i think so i don't i don't want to be I well i never really am too harsh maybe i sound a bit too harsh now but um yeah i think obviously a lot of people say just focus on the positives and not the negatives um but i i still try and focus on the positives um and yeah, not the negatives. So, so focus on the negatives and not not so much the positives, but also keeping them in mind. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think it's in in a way it's something how I can improve myself. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I don't try to be too hard on myself. Well, that, that's good that you're not beating yourself up. Uh, too much just tell us then for, for for people who are listening they might not know too much about you then lando tell us really how you got into racing and karting in the first place i mean you're you're only 15 at the moment and this is your uh your first c uh sing single seater season yeah uh, in the msa formula um and you're currently the world karting champion so just tell us like how, how long you've been sort of racing and, and how you got involved well, I started when I was seven. Um, my dad brought me to the local kart track, uh, Clay Pigeon. Um, and yeah, I kind of was really into it straight away. I wanted to do, keep going around the track as many times as possible. Um, and pretty much every year I kind of graduated the next class. So I did um, 
I think three years, four years of Coma Cadet. Um, and then I moved up into Mini Max, um, and then Junior Max, um, and then Junior Max and KF3. But yeah, I think then in my last year of, of racing karting, I did manage to win the World Championship, um, which is obviously a big achievement for every, for anyone. Um, yeah. yeah, and especially in senior in the senior category, and to be the youngest ever world champion, um, yes, it's a privilege. So, yeah, I've had a, a few kind of great championship wins. Obviously, the year before, I won the European Championship. Um, so, yeah, I think I've, obviously, I have, I've had a really good kind of start to my career, or what I like to say, um, winning some, some big races, and yes, been a good start to yeah my career well we've had a couple of comments come in um, from listeners uh, listening live on our spreaker chat so uh, hello to uh, the racing clothesline blog and uh, they uh, he says congratulations on uh, on your wins lando and uh, yes yeah, so that, that that i suppose we, we can all sort of congratulate you on that you're you're way ahead in the championship already having won two two of the races and uh, surely that must uh, how sort of confident are you then going into the next round in a couple of weeks knowing that you've sort of come in straight away and sort of almost blown everyone away um i'm quite confident um like the pre-season test we did at donnington went quite well um i wasn't the fastest but i was close um so i think the racing going to be quite close there obviously it's got long straights and the the toe is going to be quite big but um i think yeah i'm quite confident um, I'm sure the team is going to do a, a great job as usual. Um, but yeah, I think we'll have to wait to see how the Friday testing goes there. Um, obviously, try and replicate this weekend as much as possible, but with a few more positives and maybe a better race too. Well, we uh, we have a uh, panel of uh, motorsport fans and uh, professionals, I think we can call them, uh, Lando. And uh, do we have any questions from the panel tonight? I'll yes. Uh, Dom. Uh, Dom. Over to you, Dom. Oh, blimey. Okay. Well, I got. I got straight in. Um. Good evening, Lando. Um. Evening. First and foremost. Um. How? Well, my question is: How on earth? Um. Having been, you know, the youngest world champion in karting in history, and now just come in, as I alluded to earlier. Um. The fact that you've just come in and put your cards on the table and gone, bang! Here I am. Come get me. I firstly, I think that's an utterly magnificent statement and just go yes i'm brilliant but how are you, how do you think um or how are you going to approach future races um with kind of now you've kind of semi put your cards on the table when the opposition going right okay we've got to up our game how do you think you're going to kind of approach the next races because there's a long season ahead um well i think we're gonna we're gonna have to probably work harder obviously it was really close all weekend um but yeah, I think all the teams obviously gonna are gonna find maybe some bits with the car. Hopefully, we will as well. Um, and obviously, yeah, everyone everyone's gonna be improving, not only the driving but the car as well. So it's probably gonna get harder and tougher as the season goes on. Um, but hopefully, we can kind of keep our advantage of what we had this weekend. Um, and yeah, to kind of win the opening rounds, the opening two rounds two races of the season um 
yeah, it is obviously a big statement, as you say. Um, but yeah, it's not going to be much use if I if I don't win anything else or not top five in anything else during the season. So yeah, I'm going to have to keep working hard. The team's going to have to keep working hard, and um, yeah, hopefully we can keep the the win tally up. Brilliant, um, Lester. Can I ask a, like a semi a question on the end of that? Okay, yeah, go on then. Brilliant. Um, okay, if if and this is a big if. If your fantastic form just continues throughout the whole season and you end up winning the entire championship come the end of the season, do you think um, that you will just kind of go up really quickly into the kind of the next formula, the next formula, as you've been doing previously? Or will you, you know, sit back and go, well, it's the first time in in single seaters. Would you think, do you see yourself staying, even if you win the championship, um, in a second season um in MSA or moving up, just keep going up and up and up? Um, well, obviously, my aim is aim is to get to Formula 1. Um, so I want to be as well prepared as I can for when I hope to get there. Um, but I think, I think I'm most likely to, to move up into another class. Um, maybe uh, Formula Renault or Formula 3. Um but yeah, we have to wait and see how testing goes when I try those cars. Um, but yeah, I think we have to wait a bit nearer to the end of the season to to kind of know what route we're going to be choosing um, and know where we're going to be going. So my, yeah, my thought is at the moment we're going to be moving up into the into another class, but um, I'm not exactly sure which one yet. Okay. Excellent. Um, and I think, uh, Lando, uh, our Ben McPhillips has a question for you. Yes, I do. Uh, hi, hi, Lando. Um, I wanted to ask you about specifically race two and the challenges that provides, because I believe it's a slightly reverse grid, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, so it's race one is your, your, be, your best lap from qualifying. Race two is your it's reverse kind of top 10 if you're over 20 cars and if it if you're below 20 cars on the grid it's reverse half of it so i think there was 16 cars on the grid so it was a reverse top eight okay Um, that makes sense my question was race two was a bit of a struggle for you and i'm wondering how you're how you feel you're going to be able to get the best out of that over the remainder of the season um I'm not sure really. I think obviously I'll I have to improve on some areas. Um hopefully I can well I'm gonna aim to to kind of be more aggressive and make my opening laps um count a bit more. Uh obviously it's quite hard to overtake in, in this car, um, especially on a small track like like Brands Indy. Um but yeah, obviously maybe it's gonna be a bit easier to overtake in in other in other other tracks like Snetterton with the with two really long straights, but um, yeah maybe maybe it's going to be wet on on qualifying and race one and everyone will be more even on tyres in race two and three. Um, yeah, I was just at a slight disadvantage really on on the tyre strategy we were on, um, but then obviously I had I had two wins instead of having winning race one um probably not race two if i went from eighth to first um 
and then maybe having a top five race three. Um, yeah, we just the team thought of the strategy, which was which was good. Obviously, ending with two wins. Um, I think that was the the main aim for the weekend. Do you think how that's how it's going to be for the remainder of the season that you might have to sacrifice race two in order to get a bit better result out of race three? Um, it, it obviously depends on which circuits, if how aggressive the, the tarmac is, um, what the conditions are like. Um, yeah, so it might be dry in race one, wet in race two, and dry again in race three. But uh, yeah, then everyone will be on the same same tire strategy. But yeah, I'm not not 100% sure really what it's going to be like. Um, obviously, most well pretty much all the grid apart from I think uh, me and a couple more cars were on a different kind of strategy to the others. So we went the new tyres in the final race and not in the second race. So I don't know it's whatever the teams think thinks best or what the drivers thinks best. Um, and yeah, we we obviously made the right decision in the end this weekend. Cool, excellent. Um, one uh, one final question then uh, before we uh, let you go and enjoy the uh, the remainder of your Easter then, uh, Lando. Uh, yeah. quest- question came in from the Racing Clothesline blog um, again. Is it difficult? For you, do you think, or do you think it will be difficult um, to have um, a professional racing career and still keep on top of your schooling and personal life? Um, well, obviously, it's quite tricky at the moment with school um, and driving. Um, with the amount of testing we try and do and the amount of races we have, um, it is quite tricky keeping up with all your schoolwork um, and everything. Um, but we've worked things out with the school, which, which makes my life a bit easier. Um, and I can concentrate on on school as well as my racing. Um, but yeah, I think I still have the time. Well, sometimes I have, I have the time to kind of relax at home. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite even. Um, and yeah, I think when you have a school which backs you, like, like my one... Um, it's it's a bit easier and not as uh, demanding. Yeah, it sounds like you've got things pretty uh, sorted out, at least. I mean, for uh, for someone your age as well. I mean, you don't want that sort of stuff. Everything getting on top of you anyway at uh, at fifteen. Um, one one tiny small question, um, if uh, if if you can. Um, from yeah, fine. from Dom once again. Sorry, I I have to ask this because it's always puzzled me, and I would like an answer from someone that knows. Um, as you are the youngest karting champion, at, well, of all time at the moment, um, do you get kind of like, is there a small trophy that goes around between people that are the, you know, the, the current holder of this accolade? Or is it just people go, oh, that's really good. Or are you in the Guinness Book of Records for a while? Um, how does it work? Um, well, I don't think so. I don't think it's like in the Guinness World Records book or anything. Um, but no, you... you there might be a trophy um, which goes around later on um, or in the coming years. But uh, no, look, this year or last year, sorry, um, you know, you pick up your one trophy, which which you win. Um, but no, you don't you don't get there's no trophies which gets passed around from from the history of world champions or anything. But um, yeah, there might be there might be someday. 
Leicester, I think we should we should sponsor that as Downforce and actually get a little thing and it just passes through the champions. I think Downforce should do that. Um, we we will definitely look into it. Yeah. What what do you think, Lando? I think that might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be the uh, um, it. it uh, I don't know what it'll be. Probably nothing. Nothing significant. I don't know. We'd love to keep in touch with you throughout the season, to uh, especially when you're uh, fighting up front again later in the season for the championship as well. Yeah, no, that'll be great. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Excellent. Um, so thank you very much for uh, coming on, and uh, we will move on with some more chat, and it's BTCC next. 